some questions in today. Jump into those. Um, by the way, uh, Rex Ann uh, from Vegas sent a message yesterday saying, I love how you touch uh, so many points for new agents, panelists. Um, as a new agent, I find myself getting started. Uh, if I find getting started emotionally scary, so these calls help to talk myself through the fear. You know what? Um, and I, I have found with new producers, it's not so much that they don't have the desire to make money or to help these families. It's that they're scared. And um, that fear is very real. I don't know how many people watched the movie, um, the, uh, the Replacements. That's what it was, The Replacements. So Keanu Reeves was a quarterback, and it was about these, the NFL. They didn't use the NFL because they didn't have the rights to, but the, the professional football league you know, went on strike, and they had these guys come in and, um, and replace them for a few games while they were renegotiating. It's a good movie. You ought to watch it sometime. But the coach stands up, Gene Hackman. Always loved Gene Hackman as, a, as an actor. But Gene Hackman says, I want to talk about fear. And they get off the sidetrack of, yeah, I'm scared of bugs, man. Oh, man, I'm scared of bees. I mean, they're like, it's like these big grown men scared of ants, you know. But Keanu Reeves' character speaks up and says, you know what? Quicksand. I'm scared of quicksand. It's you're in a game and one thing goes wrong and then something else goes wrong and then something else goes wrong and then something else goes wrong and you feel like you're sinking in quicksand. And I, I remember, I don't know. I don't think I've like watched this movie every day. That's just a scene that sticks in my head. But how many of y'all dealt with fear in making the dials? Raise your hand. Out of curiosity, anybody still deal with it? Still feel a little nervous about making dials? Can you talk about that just for a second? Because I know that one of the biggest hurdles in somebody getting up and going is actually getting over that fear of making the dials, that fear of rejection, that fear. So tell me a little bit about you dealing with that, but how you dealt with it, like how you overcame it. Johnny. Well, one, I read books. Um, that'll help you a lot. But yeah, man, you still deal with it. If you're getting, like, if you want to get better at something, you're always going to feel uncomfortable. Like, Otherwise, you're not going to you're just going to be where you're at before. So if you're not a little bit uncomfortable, it's probably not a good sign. It's never been a good sign in my life <laughs> being completely comfortable. So, again, I can only tell you from my perspective. But, yeah, I still deal with it because I'm trying to get better each year, each quarter. So, yeah, you're good. It's going to it's going to be there. But. Just know it's like a normal part of trying to improve, you know, like unless you don't want to improve, then that's fine. I don't want you to do what you don't want to do. But if you want to improve, you're going to deal with it. Uh, but, I, yeah, I read books, man. That helps me deal with it the best. Cool. Good answer. Yeah. Megan. Good morning. I'm not able to turn my camera on, but I just wanted to give a practical um, tip because this is something I still struggle with, have always struggled with. Um, 15 minutes in, it gets a hell of a lot easier. So I would just tell you, start, mm. just start. It's once you get about 10 leads in 15 minutes into your dial session, it gets fun after that because then it's like then it's then it turns into a game so that's my practical recommendation just focus on getting through that for those first 10 leads or those first 15 minutes 
I like it. Practical tips that, that made me think of, I mean, I don't know. I, I try to work out pretty regularly, you know, and three days a week I'm on the row machine, the row machine. If you've ever done a row machine, it can be incredibly boring. And so I tend to listen to a, a lot of podcasts during that time. I try to focus really hard on what the podcasts are saying rather than just glossing over it. Um, but I have found that the, that first five or 10 minutes is really important uh, on the row machine for me just to number one, get on the machine, grab that, that bar and just, just push and start pulling and just, just start rowing. And about five or 10 minutes in, you got a rhythm down before you know it, it's been 30 minutes. You're like, wow, that I really fell into a rhythm there, but that first initial sucked. Like you didn't want to do it. I know for me, I'm still have call reluctance. Can I confess that 20 plus years in, I make millions in this business. I still have call reluctance for calling a prospective agent. Somebody maybe that might want to come on board. What if they say no? I mean, those same thoughts still pop in my brain. It's like, and I get so angry. And that's how I end up getting on the phone. Cause I get angry guys. I'm like, you're such an idiot. I say bad things to myself. It's, I mean, all the self-help gurus, they were like, oh, you shouldn't say that. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, I say it and it gets me going because I can't stand when somebody calls me an idiot. So like I call myself that. And now I say, I'm going to show you, I get on the phone, I get to work. Before I know it, it's like, oh, I've been doing this a while now. I'm not even, whatever. So maybe you need to say positive things to yourself. I know I don't necessarily respond to that. Oh, you are so wonderful. Like that doesn't help. I hear that and I go, whatever. You're good enough. You're smart enough and doggone it. People like you. I hear that and I go, whatever, man, I need to get mad. And and when I get mad, that's when I get to work and the work makes me happy. It's a weird dynamic. I don't know. Bartha. Yeah, so I didn't raise my hand on this because the, for me, the new normal is always feeling outside my comfort zone. It, it's not around dials. It's around learning some new feature in an annuity I didn't know about or being on a call with uh, Chris Norris. And, and I, my mouth is shut because I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> you know, so it's it's I think it's it's a mindset that says comfort zone outside a comfort zone. And if you're not outside your comfort zone, then that's where the alarm is. It could be around, it could be around uh, dialing or, but, but it's, our work is so full of unknowns and learning new stuff every single day that um, that's, I think as a kid, when I was trying to figure out what career I wanted to do, that was a criteria for me. I always wanted to be in a place where I was growing. Mm -hmm. So this is it. You know, if you're comfortable being outside your comfort zone, it's going to show up uh, no matter what you're doing. But the mindset part when you are dialing, uh, there's there's all kinds of little subconscious tricks when you sit to dial because it can be you get a lot of rejection. So watch yourself. If, if you get this overwhelming urge to go organize your spice rack or go do the laundry, or, you know, just, just do stuff that has nothing to do with what you don't want to do. Just, you know, watch out for the mind games. 10 minutes in, as Megan said, 15 minutes in, you're going to be in a rhythm, and then you'll get better at it and feel more comfortable. I love it. I love it. Diane. Hey, I just really wanted to tag on a little bit what Megan said. Um, we used to teach it a lot before, and I, and it, a lot, we forget basics at work sometimes. We have to be reminded, right? And we used to call it the warm-up. 
And the warm-up would be you put on your favorite audio of somebody that you really admired that set the appointments the way you wanted them or, the, or the, in the home or whatever it is. So they, we were driving to the appointment and you're listening to that. So when then you walk in the door, you're already on fire and you're ready to go. It's the same thing with the appointments. When you, when you're, you know, setting all your leads out and stuff, listen to somebody that like, oh yeah, or listen to yourself, look at, listen to your own recordings, but inspire yourself. And then you're already warmed up, ready to pick up the phone. It's just a little trick. It does work. Just throw to throw that in. I love it. That's perfect. I know that when I would go to appointments, I was always listening to the audio of um, running an appointment. Uh, it just got my mind right and it got me prepared and occasionally reminded me of something to say in the home that it ultimately would help me make the sale. Gio. Uh, this is all really, really amazing stuff because it reminds me of, like that this I, I actually do this stuff. So, um, you know, you just have to get in the groove of things. I remember my dad was a Marine, so we moved around a lot. This is like weird, but uh, I remember we had to do those first day of school. Do you guys ever remember that? Like the first day, and you have to reach like the whole class. And that happened so often that I was like, I had to get used to it. I had to be like, this is awkward. I don't, they all know each other. I don't know, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm just, so I that feeling, Honestly, we just have to get over it. We just have to get in it, get out. You realize these are just people. These are all, everybody's a normal, regular person and uh, break through it. Once you do, you find out you guys got stuff in common. You, you know, you just make it happen. All you do is get up there, make the phone call. And the next thing you know, you're just talking to a human being about human beings. So it's just a very, very uh, get over yourself moment. You know what I mean? Nothing's going to happen. What's going to happen? Everyone in the class is going to curse you. You're going to, you know, go to, you're going to die or something like on the spot. No, it won't happen. So all these irrational fears that we have about making calls. I remember doing the exact same thing. I'm like, what if they hang up? What, is that the worst case scenario? Like, is that, you know what I mean? Like, okay, well, never mind. You know, so I just did it. You know, <laughs> next thing you know, they're not hanging up. Oh, they want to talk to me. Oh, hey, what's going on? just it's all posturing it's all a matter of what you feel inside like you said just piggybacking up everyone else just fire yourself up before you do it and then once you're in the groove nothing can stop you next thing you know three hours went by like talking to customers or people or new people it's amazing so that's how i do it that's good stuff geo and i think that um an irrational fear i had growing up and i think it was right after i read lord of the flies anybody read that book uh, where they roasted piggy. So, uh, it, by the way, somewhere the, the, it got edited and that's, that part's out of there now. It's weird. I was like, but soon after that, I developed this fear of being, being trapped on a, uh, island of cannibals, um, and being eaten. Like it, it was like, a, it was like a real fear. And so when I started getting on the phone and eventually I was like, this is stupid. I'm never going to go to a place that would have cannibals. I'm just not going to do it. So I don't have to be worried about that. But it, when I was on the phone first getting started, I was scared of making dials. I was like, what are they going to do? Come, come through the phone and eat me. They're not going to eat me. And that's like my worst fear. So I'll just make the dial anyway. <laughs> so what if they say, no, at least they didn't eat me. Okay. Michelle. <laughs> Good morning. You know, I read in the Rob report recently, there was an article that talked about how successful people never take a day off. And I think it relates to this. Um, when I say successful people never take a day off, I don't mean that we don't rest. I mean, and that we do things consistently. 
Like, for example, one of my agents started brand new Friday with leads. And she said, I'll start Monday. And I said, no, I think you should start today and Saturday. And she ended up setting five appointments on Easter Sunday. And guess what? I was there to help her, you know, with those appointments. So the other thing is, so consistency, doing it a little bit every day. It's like, um, how often do you wash your dishes? Do you do you do it every day? Do you make up your bed every day? Do you get dressed every day? It will become easier once you do it every day or more consistently. And kind of like what Gio said, you know, when we first moved to Houston 22 years ago, 21 years ago, and my kids were in second, fourth, and sixth grade, and the first day they went to school, I told them, I said, the first person, because I knew it was going to be hard for them. They were all changing schools and it was uncomfortable, right? So I said, the first, which one of y'all brings home five names of new friends first is the winner. I'm giving you guys a prize. And don't you know, all three of them did it. All three of them did it because, you know, I gave them something to work for. I guess gosh, had to push them out there. You have to go do it. So that's my encouragement for you just to go do it. Can't hear you, Fitz. Such an idiot. <laughs> no, you're supposed to say positive things to yourself. I did. You don't know what I wanted to say. So <laughs> that was way better. Um, I was saying, I want to put, I kind of want to put a bow on this because, um, it is, it is, it is one of those things. And, uh, you do have to, you do have to fight through it. It does become easier. Um, I want to, I want to say it with this, uh, one of the legendary authors and speakers of all time was Zig Ziglar. Uh, he since he has passed away now, but uh, I'm fortunate to know some people who are really close to the Ziglar family. My buddy Jay, I travel with Mr. Ziglar for years, uh, to different events and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, he was, uh, they were in Boca Raton uh, about to do a meeting and uh, Jay goes to get Mr. Ziegler to, to take him over to the event and um, walks in. And I don't know how many people saw Mr. Ziegler speak, but he was, he was practicing his speech. He had his yellow legal pad with his Sharpie. He was holding on to the side of the bed, kneeling down. I don't know if you ever saw him speak, but he always had a moment in his speech where he would hold onto the handrail to the stage and kneel down uh, on the stage. It was all part of, it was all part of it. He was practicing his speech he was 80 something years old when he passed away at 40 years old after 40, he never once had to advertise to book a speaking engagement. They came to him. He never had to go out there and seek those appointments. And uh, he was practicing 40 years into it. Still his talk that he had given 8 million bajillion times. And he told my friend Jay, he said, you know, truth is every time I'm about to get on stage, I still have butterflies. Every time I'm about to get on stage, I still have butterflies. And I think the real trick is not to fight it, but to embrace it and use it as energy to move forward. It, it, it kicks in the adrenal glands, all kinds of stuff starts kicking into your body and you, the fight or flight kicks in. You should I, should I fight or should I run? Use that to propel you into the fight and propel you into, into to doing it. Can I help you? I sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. 
That's T-I-M-E-W-I-T-H-F-I-T-Z.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic and pick a time and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with The Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you soon.